Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Lucetta Elmer, who is featured in Wine Country Women of Willamette Valley in Walla Walla. Lucetta is a serial entrepreneur. She has owned several businesses over the course of her life, from opening a flower shop and owning an RV park and reclaimed wood business to today owning several businesses in McMinnville from Union Block Coffee, The Oak, and Douglas on 3rd. Lucetta, thank you so much for joining me today. Michelle, thanks for asking me. This is exciting. Well, you are a pretty incredible woman, so I am so excited to have the opportunity to share your story with our listeners. Before we dive in and talk about everything that you own and do right now, let's talk about the fact that you actually had a career before you became this serial entrepreneur. As a lot of women, it's challenging during that season of life when you're balancing motherhood and career, but I graduated from Winfield College, which is here in McMinnville, and my degree is in uh, elementary education, specialty in early childhood ed. And funny, my very first job after I was substitute teaching and, you know, going to get more serious and looked at taking a position, my very entrepreneurial husband said, why are you going to do that? Let's just buy a school. And we ended up purchasing my first business, which was Red Apple Learning Center over by Western Oregon University. And it was preschool, accredited kindergarten and after school care. That was great, and it was using my degree, but I definitely realized I loved the business aspect of it. So I think that was sort of my first taste of the business world, even though I hadn't acknowledged it yet in my own brain. So from there, when we moved back home to McMinnville, I took a position at Linfield College as the director for their lab school. They have an amazing preschool on campus, but it also serves as a way for all of their students to get the hours they need teaching as well. So I oversaw the college students um, and the staff that were teaching the preschool students, which was great and a really fun job. But along the way, I realized the passion just wasn't there. And I was watching my husband do all these things in business, and I just had this envy. (laughs) So a couple of years into that, and I I made the switch to let go of something that was super stable and would have paid for all four of my children's college tuition and retirement and benefits and all those things and went out and started looking for that first business that I would jump into that had none of those securities. But many years later, I look back and I'm glad I did it. So you've had several businesses. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> was was one not enough? I have always heard the term, you have a business of passion or you, you have a business of business. And 
although I would describe myself as a passionate person, I'm more business for business. And meaning that, you know, I don't have a, a trade, like I'm not a baker that just mm. was so passionate about owning a, a bakery. Or, you know, a lot of people thought because I had a flower shop that I was passionate about design and nothing could be further from the truth. The flower shop was incredible and I loved it, but so hard for me to think in terms of design. I was much more a numbers girl. Um, I loved dealing with the customers and building the presence of the flower shop and making people's day beautiful because you're delivering beautiful flowers. So mine is more, my, I guess my passion, if you want to you know, mix it in there, is more about building the business. And once I get that done, my mind never stops thinking, well, what's next? What what could we do now? And after the flower shop, I saw the ballroom would be a great fit. McMinnville Grand Ballroom, that there's a venue for my flowers. And Union Block Coffee, well, there's trifecta. Coffee, venue, flowers. So that's there's a glimpse into how it works and why there's more than one. Once you build it and you get it thriving, are you ready to sell or are you satisfied with where you are now? What's the plan? Because yeah. historically speaking, you've sold it, it sounds right. like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our motto is everything's for sale minus our children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's always for sale. You know, it's not that I don't love them while I have them. And I'm, I've probably slowed down in that a little. My husband is more prompting now, like, you know, if we sell this one, we could do this or that. And I, it's not that I won't do it or I don't jump on board, but I think I'm a little more reluctant um, at this stage. But I'm okay with it. I'm okay either way. I can keep them going, and and I love that part, but I will phase myself out and bring on a manager and a team that, you know, I, I can check in on, but I'm not there day to day. And then that allows me to look at the next project. But if my plate gets too full, sometimes projects have to go to make room. And that's okay, too. So do you have your eye on something on the horizon? No. I mean, a quick answer, no. But we're always looking. And, you know, I think for any entrepreneur, you're full of ideas and maybe a 10% 10 of those actually come to fruition. So we're always looking at things. And, you know, it's funny. I'll hear things in the community like, oh, we heard you bought this or that. I'm like, really? (laughs) <laughs> oh, I didn't know. <laughs> Maybe it's because we looked into something or whatever. I think right now we're happy, but we also, with, with our front-facing businesses on 3rd Street, realize that a time is coming when either those need a transition to the next generation or those possibly get sold and and invested in something that's not as management-heavy. Where did you get your entrepreneurial spirit? I grew up in in a family of entrepreneurs. My dad had a farm and um, grew cattle, but that was a working business. And I also watched him have a, a timber falling business that was very successful in the 80s. He had a commercial fishing boat um, prior to that. In high school, I did his did his books. I'm air quoting that, <laughs> meaning that, you know, I figured out payroll longhand because that was before we had QuickBooks and all of that, but grew up knowing that we were paid last, you know, the, the team, the, the employees were what was important. You always had to protect them. You work hard. 
if something goes south, you know, the family's called upon to make it work. And hopefully at the end of the month, there's enough left over for us. So over the years, I've had lots of girlfriends say, I don't know how you do this. I don't know how you can just not have that stability. And I thought about that and I'm like, oh, well, I guess I conquered that fear as a kid because we didn't have anything to fall back on but our own hard work. So that for sure would be the start and understanding of it and not being afraid of it. But truly, my husband is the epitome of entrepreneurial spirit. So he's the driving force um, behind the, the team. Would you say that he's your mentor or have you had other mentors along the way? For sure he is. I love his mind. He has a very unique mind in how he looks at things. And I think most entrepreneurs to be successful have to find their niche. And that comes in how they perceive something. So, you know, the way his mind works isn't the way everyone else's does in a traditional sense of business or maybe what he can get out of a specific business. And so that's very interesting to me. We look at things so differently. I'm more relational um, and he's more big picture. That helps us be a good team. But definitely um, he's the one I've learned the most from. My dad, for sure, I would say also as a mentor, set the tone for how you treat employees and and how you take care of them and build that team. But he's also a great one. And along the journey, you know, you meet people that are like-minded, of course, and I'm always fascinated to hear their stories and, and take away little nuggets of wisdom. Does your husband have his own businesses or are you partners in the businesses that you have? We still have the reclaimed wood business, which is mostly, that's him. I mean, that's his baby. I'm familiar with it because I'm married to him. <laughs> and our son actually manages it currently. So it's it's been with us. Craftmark has been with us since the late 90s. And Land Use Resources is our real estate holding company that I actually spend a lot of time in. Um, we have RV parks in Oregon and Washington that I help manage. And then the businesses on 3rd Street, the Oak and Union Block, we do together. Managers are in place, and me being the relational one, I probably deal more with that. Definitely, we're a team on that. The Douglas on 3rd, which is our boutique hotel, we actually have another couple that is partners with us. So we're 50% owners in that, but I'm the managing partner. So yeah, we, we do it all together, but very different roles. What have you found to be the most challenging part of being an entrepreneur, managing time, resources, finances, employees. Oh, yeah, employees. <laughs> they're great. They're fabulous. And we sure can't do it without them. But, you know, you, you have your own flavor and your own spirit and what you do. And then you have to build a team that's going to embody that and Mm -hmm. they and especially for me where I as you say I'm a serial entrepreneur I can't devote a hundred percent to any one of those businesses so I rely on my manager and the team heavily to be my face to uphold the reputation that the Elmers want to portray or, or our reputation that we are to the community and so that is probably where the most energy goes, I would say. What's your typical day look like? I'm up around 6, 6.30. I have some quiet time that I find is one of the most important parts of my day. Without it, I'm frazzled and not as effective. I love Pilates and bar, so I make time for that. 
I think it's super important to get outside every day, no matter rain, wind, shine, snow, sun, whatever. So I take the dog out. We'll be going for a half hour or so and get outside. I get ready for my day and get down to the office and then it's go time. I do the finances for the Douglas on 3rd. Uh, Like I said, I, I play a heavy role in managing the RV parks right now. A couple days I am out either in Washington or Oregon on site in the parks. I have weekly staff meetings with the managers. So I meet with the manager of the Oak and the manager of Union Block. I have an assistant manager at the Douglas. So we're all, we, we have weekly meetings. I have managers at the RV parks that we need to do lots of texting and phone calls. And then I, I lead staff meetings for Union Block Coffee. So the baristas, we have about 10 and I do all the scheduling for that as well. I have emails <laughs> always emails i'm sure you, everyone can relate with that and but with all the different businesses then i have an email account for each so there's keeping up with that social media plays a huge part in today's world of any business and it's challenging to it's just for me that's ever evolving that's not something that i grew up with obviously that's a newer thing but it needs to be relevant to today's audience and the three third street businesses all have different audiences so that takes up time i have done social media i don't currently do it um, but i help with the planning of what it's going to look like what our plans are for the future specials things like that there's a glimpse oh i do go home i leave the office (laughs) (laughs) that's good (laughs) <laughs> yes, and maybe maybe catch a tennis match. Our youngest is on the tennis team, so that's what we're doing right now. In years past, it's been I leave when I know the sporting event starts for whichever kid, and then dinner. Uh, too many times there's meetings in the evenings, so trying to scale that back, which COVID did an awesome job of doing that for me. Well, that's good. Right. There was a positive outcome from that. Yes. Right before COVID started or right as it started, I was finishing up. I was heavy on civic duties. So we have the Chamber of Commerce. I was the chairman for that. And MDA is our McMinnville Downtown Association, which I was um, served on the board for several years for that. And then other committees, the Historical Preservation Committee downtown. And COVID obviously made a lot of that not disappear, but we went to Zooms and it's just changed time. And so those, and I was terming off of a couple things. So those have, that load has been lightened. What would you say is a top moment of your career so far? I was really enjoying 2019. So I will focus on the Douglas for a minute. That the Douglas on third is we own the whole building and it was, it's a historical building that was built in the early 1900s. And it was actually built as a hotel. It was the Douglas Hotel. And then it went through lots of changes. And when we purchased it, my husband and I in 08, it was really run down apartments. So we purchased it at the beginning of 08 and then 08 happened, which was that fall of everything. And so we just hung on for dear life. Couldn't do really what we wanted with it because of all of the economic impact that was happening all around us. And so it wasn't until 2012 that we brought on this other couple as partners. So now there, there are four of us and we started slowly renovating. And so we took it down to its studs. We redid 
plumbing and electrical and just everything just made it we brought it back we really tried to keep it historical to its um you know original build and look we wanted that to look like the timepiece that it was but we finally had finished it in 18 and had this grand opening and then you know pushed out there to get everyone to know about it and so 2019 hit and we were like man we've made it this is awesome we are you know look what we did we renovated this is great and if you would have asked Denny or I in 2019 if you had to just pick one business and go with it put all your eggs in that basket hands down Douglas and I'm so glad no one asked us and I'm so glad we didn't do that because then 2020 hit and tourism just got you know wiped out for a bit so but that was 2019 was pretty cool to see all of that labor pay off Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. Well, let's shift on to your personal life now. If we took a step inside your home, what would we see? What's your decorating style? So our house is um, stucco. It's like a Mediterranean, which is my style. I love that old world look. Tile, neutral colors, and water features. And with this little house that we're doing behind our house, we have tore up our whole entire acre and we're re-landscaping. So when it's done, it's going to be so beautiful and it, it should be wrapping up here this summer. But but right now, you'd, you'd be like, wow, <laughs> there's a lot happening here. So what's your color scheme? Um, neutrals for sure. Very neutral. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. very Mediterranean, old world. The reclaimed wood, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Do you have a favorite room in your home? Yeah. I, my house is so comfortable. I love that aspect of it. I really feel great in all the spaces. There's lots of light. My bedroom has the most gorgeous view, and with the remodel, it's getting a huge deck that will just look out to the privacy of our backyard and the trees. So I love that. But downstairs in the great room is our piano. Um, I love music, so that's a comfort. We recently turned one of the bedrooms upstairs into a little bar studio, and so I'm happy about that. I have my, my mat and my bar, and that's a real nice space to no excuse no (laughs) no so that's that's the newest um new favorite place you mentioned that you love music when you kick back and relax what kind of music do you like to put on I like it all um I really do I love all different genres and I'm happy to just sit there and explore on apple music um lately I've been my my playlist I put on yacht rock (laughs) <laughs> oh, what's that? <laughs> it's just, it's. I just love to say it. Oh, I'm listening to Yacht, Yacht Rock, Rock right now. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It imagine, sounds pretty cool. Imagine, yeah, you're on some big boat and you're just listening to this fabulous music while you're looking at the water. So it's just kind of throwbacks of soft, soft rock, I would say. Does it take you there? Do you feel like you're out on a yacht? <laughs> yes, in my mind for sure. Yep, oh, that's where I am. Well, that's that's not a bad place to be for sure. You live in wine country. I have to ask, what do you like yeah. to drink at home? It doesn't have to be wine. <laughs> no, I'm a red wine lover. Do you have a favorite yeah. varietal? I prefer the bigger reds. It took me a bit to get used to Oregon Pinot, but now I, I mean, I love Oregon Pinot. That's that's what we drink the most. 
but I do like the the warmer years. I tend toward the 06, 12, and 18 years um, are usually my favorites. I'm impressed. You know the years you like. Do you have a hobby? Do you collect something? Do you speak a second language? Mm, no. No, no I don't speak a second language. <laughs> do, you have, do you have time for a hobby? Right. I would say it would be reading. I mean, if I don't. I don't have a lot of time where it's just, you have nothing. What do you want to do? But if I did, it would be reading. I love to read, and I always do make time for that. Family, we're super close, the six of us. So family takes up a lot of our free time in a good way. Do you know the last book you read? Well, I'm currently reading Lunch with Lucy, um, which is great. And it's a book about how to get the most out of your employees by connecting with them. So I'm finding it very interesting. Mm. I happen to know you have a few favorite quotes by Audrey Hepburn. I do love her. Can you tell me a little bit of why these have such great meaning to you? One of them is the beauty of a woman must be seen from in her eyes because that is the doorway to her heart, the place where love resides. Yes, there you go. That, let's just go with that. Mic drop. I mean, I just, <laughs> I just love it. I love that. That's so true. Most people want to be beautiful, and, and they are beautiful, but the world tells us if we're deemed beautiful or not on the outside. But we get to say if we're deemed beautiful or not on the inside, and we are beautiful, every single one of us. And I just love that Audrey was able to put that so elegantly into words and, you know, look into someone's eyes, and there you see it. You see that sparkle. You see that passion, and, and that's that's beautiful. Well said. So Lucetta, we're going to wrap things up now with five quick questions. What kind of car do you drive? Mercedes. Who is one of your favorite actors? Let's go with Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, what is your favorite holiday? Christmas. What is one of the things that you like most about the Willamette Valley? The wine, the beauty of going out to a vineyard. That's my favorite day. Okay. Last question. Which do you prefer, ice cream or a potato chip? Mm, Potato chips all the way. (laughs) Okay. Lucetta, so much fun to be with you today. Thank you for the great conversation. Yes. Thanks, Michelle. Visit winecountrywomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.